Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. Today we're going to do a preview for uh, Indiana Jones, which, of course, many of you out there are saying, huh, I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've seen Temple of Doom. I've seen Last Crusade. Unfortunately, I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. However, I guarantee most of you, hopefully, have not seen it with a live orchestra. And, of course, this is going to be one of those rare episodes that applies to Los Angeles and Southern California people. But we would like you guys to take from this to ask your local symphony uh, your local theater to see if they could do something like this. I know the Segerstrom Center for the Arts has hosted Charlie Chaplin's uh, Modern Time, no, sorry, City Lights. They've done a number of films, and this one is actually going to be at the Irvine Amphitheater, which is a very historic concert venue. We're talking Aerosmith, Santana, Beach Boys, all kinds of 70s bands. My mother has been seeing shows there for decades. Unfortunately, as we go through this press release, we do have one bit of bad news. But Raiders of the Lost Ark, again, films are to be experienced by every generation. There's no reason to be snobby about who's seen what, or I've, I'm better because I watched this. Raiders of the Lost Ark, eight and a half rating on the Internet Movie Database. Archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the government to find the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis. Now, this is written by Lawrence Kasdan, who also wrote Empire Strikes Back. The film was, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg, story and executive producer by George Lucas, dream team. These guys created the blockbuster. They, and we won't even get into uh, the way they changed film in a good way. Funny because two cinephiles uh, turned movies into being about money and that's not what they set out to do. So that's always been the ironic thing for you trivia buffs before we get into the Pacific Symphony and this wonderful event. um, Raiders of the Lost Ark would win Oscars for sound film editing. There's a brilliant chase sequence. Uh, it had, I, I know that's what got the Oscar. Best visual effects. The ending is so subversive and I guarantee has to do with Spielberg's background in relation to Nazis. Um, a special achievement award for sound effects editing. And then it was nominated for best picture, best director, best cinematography. And of course, John Williams, Best Musical Score. I think he's been nominated for 55 Oscars. So John Williams, of course, is the reason why we're here to give this preview. Again, he will not be leading the Pacific Symphony. Again, I cannot stress enough. Do not buy your tickets and then get upset. John Williams is not there. But the Pacific Symphony will be playing John Williams' score live and I am so excited about this because I've never seen a movie with a live score and yeah this is just really cool Um, there is an internationally touring guest conductor Constantine I will pronounce this wrong I'm so sorry Kitsa 
Paulus joins the symphony for a 35th anniversary celebration of this iconic film. Of course, it did come out in 1981, so I wasn't thinking about that before I got into this preview. Uh, the action-packed blockbuster takes place this Saturday, August 13th at 8 p.m. Irvine uh, Amphitheater. Uh, they call it the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. It's had multiple different names. Uh, true music fans, true art fans, it's the Irvine Amphitheater. And this will mark the third concert of the symphony's grand finale summer festival before this is the sad news before the venue closes so for any one of you out there that loves the irvine amphitheater saw a great show there when we saw santana he said it was the last place marvin Gaye played a concert he, Santana himself, played a show there with the late, great Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, so many great things about this venue, and no clue why they're closing it. Tickets are going to run from 25 to $108. Uh, this new year, the award-winning caterer 24 Carats is on site. It's a really cool menu. You should go online and check this out. Um, they'll be serving up an all-new menu of delicious gourmet options from simple to elaborate for pre-concert dining. For more information, you can visit www.pacificsymphony.org. That's all one word. And yes, it's Pacific, like ocean, symphony.org. If you want to pre-order some picnic boxes or to purchase your tickets, you can call 714 755 Five seven nine nine. Now, I'm going to review this film a little bit and get into some of the parts of the press release here because we have some uh, quotes from John Williams. And, you know, he discusses that Harrison Ford, his action-packed performance enlivened the, spirit direct, the spirited direction of Steven Spielberg. Speaking for himself, John Williams says, the experience of composing the music for this film and for the subsequent installments of the series. Again, there's three sequels, and they've announced a fourth, so Indiana Jones Part 5 is in pre-production, was a very happy one, and offered me a wild and truly joyous ride. And of course, Spielberg, or John Williams goes back to composing for Jaws, Close Encounters. Uh, so by the time they hit Indiana Jones, and they've done all the way up to Spielberg's Bridge of Spies. For, or I, I'm sorry, he didn't do Bridge of Spies. Um, they've done all the way up to War Horse, Lincoln. John Williams, of course, goes back to before Steven Spielberg was even a filmmaker, uh, creating such scores as Fiddler on the Roof. And so he's a very, he's probably the most respected conductor there is. Um, he's especially delighted that the magnificent Pacific Symphony has agreed to perform the music in a live presentation of the movie. John Williams continues, I know I speak for everyone connected with making of Raiders and saying that we are greatly honored by this event, and I hope that the audience will experience some measure of the joy and fun we did when making the film 35 years ago. 
the the film has many hair-raising moments. I mean, this is a great action film. Of course, it borrows from the Sunday uh, B-movies and uh, what they call them serials that would run with the, uh, the A-list movie. Um, Indiana Jones is actually just a really awesome B-movie. Same with Star Wars. When you break down Star Wars, it's just a B-movie that happened to turn into a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, this is a, I mean, there's just so many great scenes. I don't want to spoil it because I know there's people out there that haven't seen it. And to get a chance to see it on a very big screen and with a live orchestra, I mean, just the action of this, the exotic locations, despicable villains, a hero for the ages. I'm, of course, taking this from the, uh, press release, but um, for me, you know, I remember this movie, uh, I saw it when I was five or six, but I remember just being so scared of the snakes, which I won't reveal how that relates to Indiana Jones, but um, and I remember being scared of the villain who has the little burned mark on his hand. Uh, me, I just took it as, a, as an action movie and something that I could watch with my older brother. Temple of Doom, I was not allowed to see because it was PG-13. So I ended up seeing The Last Crusade before Temple of Doom because uh, Last Crusade was PG. So I actually saw one, three. They are not sequels in order. They are not connected. The characters connected. And uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade is important because it's one of uh, River Phoenix's last appearances on screen. He does play the young Indiana Jones uh, before he would do the thing called Love and My Own Private Idaho, and then we'd sadly lose him. But uh, when we talk Indiana Jones, we need to remember those things. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was the first and considered by most to be the best. The movie was created, of course, like I said, by Spielberg and George Lucas. Um, and Writers of the Lost Ark, um, it, it really does have a lot of subversive stuff in it that could apply into our politics, but I'm not going to get into that because I'm not speaking for the Pacific Symphony, Siegerstrom, or Irvine Amphitheater, but I just don't want the show to go in that direction. Um, uh, Williams has also scored all seven Star Wars films. The first three, Harry Potter. Of course, he's most known for Superman, which if you take Superman, Indiana Jones, and Star Wars, they're only like two or three beats or chords off. If you were to take Superman and go bum ba da dum bum Indiana Jones is da-da-da-da, and... and um, Star Wars is dead. So John Williams is a genius by making three of the most memorable school scores ever be essentially the same thing. His 40-year artistic partnership with Spielberg has resulted in Schindler's List, E.T., Jurassic Park, Saving Private Ryan, and the other classics I mentioned. Of course, Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List were Best Picture winners. Jurassic Park at the time was the highest grossing movie of all time. Spielberg, again, the only director to have the highest grossing movie of all time and win Best Picture and Director in the same year. People forget that because 
they jump at Saving Private Ryan or Jurassic. Uh, Williams served as the music director of the Boston Pops Orchestra for 14 seasons and remains the laureate conductor. You can't say enough about John Williams. He's received five Academy Awards and 50 nominations. Again, 55 is what I had mentioned, making him the second most nominated person in the history of the Oscars. I want to say Walt Disney has more, but I don't remember or want to look it up. He has seven BAFTAs, which are British Academy Awards, 22 Grammys, four Golden Globes, and five Emmys. He received the Kennedy Center Honor in 2004, and in 2009, he received the National Medal of Arts, the highest award given to artists by the U.S. government. John Williams is a, to, in my opinion, like I said, it doesn't get any better. Call him the DB King of composing, the Beatles of symphony music, the Rolling Stones of movie scores, whatever you want to say. Um, I've had a lot of fun talking about this because it gave me a couple of new facts as I looked it up just to follow up. And I want to say, come out to this event, check out the Irvine Amphitheater if you haven't, come back and relive your old fun, fun moments with a fun movie and a live orchestra, has this wonderful venue, closes out, we're sad to lose it, to me it's part of Southern California. If you're in LA, I know the 405, but just deal with it for one last night of fun under the stars a good movie, get yourself a picnic dinner and enjoy a date or grab some of your movie buddies and come down and just have a blast. Uh, here at Talking Pictures, we want to thank uh, PR, Jay, and as always, we want to thank the Seegerstrom and in this point, Irvine Meadows for having Talking Pictures out. We will be there. We will bring you a review of the event and how it was. And from here on, like I say, whatever you're going to do today, watch a good movie. Aloha.